Welcome to Portage Connect, the official City of Portage podcast. I'm your host, Mary Ruppel, and today we are joined by Jeremy Rowland, the Deputy Director of Fleet and Facilities at the City of Portage. He's here to talk about fleet and facility preparations for the fall and winter, as well as give us some sustainability updates. Welcome back, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're always happy to have you. Now, we are already into fall, and that means that leaf pickup is already underway. And what many people don't realize or think about is how much effort actually goes into getting the vehicle and the equipment ready for the programs. Can you fill us in on some behind the scenes things that happen even before the fleet vehicles hit the streets? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, a lot of people, I've seen some comments or heard some people ask, you know, well, can't you just push leaf pickup back another week? The leaves haven't fallen yet or they're not coming down yet. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much planning actually does go into um, everything that we do. And, and a lot of that is done um, through contracts we have with some of the equipment that we rent. Um, we, the city, don't have the capacity to own all the equipment that we use for picking up the leaves. So we have to establish contracts years in advance sometimes, and then we dictate those dates when, from traditional time periods, leaves have fallen for us to set up the programs. So, I mean, that's kind of the first aspect of it is getting equipment lined up, uh, available to rent, for the programs themselves. Um, for those people that don't know, the, the leaf pickup program consists of eight what we call packer trucks. They're essentially garbage trucks. So we rent eight of those from a vendor uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. So we have to get those here. Uh, we rent four front end loaders and we combine those with two of the city owned front end loaders. So we have six of those out on the roadway with what we call a tink claw. Uh, the tink claw is essentially like a big grabber that will run down the streets, grab the leaves, and put them in the back of the packer trucks. And then we also rent uh, two additional street sweepers to complement the one street sweeper that the city does own. So in all, it's it's a program that has uh, 17 pieces of equipment that's out there, in addition to the support equipment um, of the pickup trucks, of the guys that are flagging traffic, that are transporting the guys that are blowing the leaves out of the front lawns, uh, things like that. So. It's, it's a very equipment-heavy program um, when you think of it from, from that perspective. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, you know, a lot of times planning this months and months in advance to try to get everything to line up. So when that, uh, that first day of leaf pickup hits, we're out on the road with all of our guys and, and doing the best job we can to try and get the city cleaned up and the leaves uh, out to our compost sites. Wow, wow. And that's something that I didn't realize, and, and I think a lot of people don't realize, is how much you guys actually do have to plan ahead. Um, for something as simple as a leaf pickup. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, th there's a lot more to it than what, you know, a lot of people will just, uh, you know, maybe rake the leaves out in their front lawn on a weekend or a weeknight and uh, go to work the next morning and they come home and it's gone. And right, it looks right. Like it was never it's magic. There. Yeah, it looks like it was never there, right? <laughs> uh, but there's, there's a whole lot of coordination. You know, we have the city split up into seven individual zones and we do that by what we think we can pick up in a day. Um, and how much we think we can accomplish in that day. And, and at times, I, I think we're going to run into it probably next week. Um, I think we've all seen a lot of the leaves have fallen down in probably the last four, five, six days. Yes, yes. So, And traditionally, the, the second round of leaf pickup is always the heaviest for us. So, you know, there are those occasions where we do run behind. We just we don't have the capacity to pick up everything that everybody puts out. So we might end up running behind, you know, a half a day or, or even a day sometimes, um, or I hate to say more. 
Um, but we're doing the best we can to, to get everything up as quickly and as efficiently as possible and as cleanly as possible. So, you know, it looks like it never happened. Right, right. And we're always um, putting notifications out on social media then if you guys happen to be running behind a little bit, mm-hmm. which we hope is never the case. But, I mean, <laughs> we understand that it does happen sometimes. Yeah, it, it would be great if we had, you know, all the enough equipment and people to run the equipment to be able to just in a one foul swoop go through the entire city and have it done as quickly as possible in, in just a matter of a few days. But the reality of it is um, there's there's a lot going on and there's a lot of, especially certain of certain established neighborhoods, there's a ton of leaves out there and it just, it takes time to get those things picked up and, and hauled out. So. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed it myself. I've got um, a little puppy that is just loving playing with the leaves now that... <laughs> He actually has leaves to play with. So. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the kids kind of uh, aren't real fond of us coming through either because they like playing in the leaf piles as well, but we got to <laughs> yeah. get them out of there. We're already seeing some snow, and I can't believe that I'm saying that, but we are already seeing some snow, yeah. and that only means one thing. Um, it's inevitable. It's snow is coming, mm-hmm. and that means the snow plows are going to be officially hitting the streets before we know it. Um but what a lot of people don't realize that is even before they hit the streets to plow, you actually are out doing some practice drills as well. So um, are you still doing those? Is that something that you've already done um, or continue to do before it snows? Yeah, so uh, I don't think it's any surprise to, to many people. The the labor force has changed dramatically in the last couple of years. And uh, through attrition, having people retire... Um, having some people leave, we've we found ourselves short for the last couple of years of the number of employees that we are staffed for, or supposed to be staffed for. So currently, uh, we have hired seven new employees from since last winter, and uh, a lot of these employees have either uh, never had a CDL, and um, we've we've helped them to get a CDL to drive one of the big commercial plow trucks, or if they do have a CDL, they've never plowed snow. So we've really looked at revamping our training program and trying to put some of these guys um, in a truck how and teach them how to plow before the snow ever hits the ground because um, I, I don't care who you are, you could say that you've, you've plowed with a pickup truck, but there's, there's no training that once the snow hits the road and you're driving this, this large CDL vehicle down the road, there's no no level of training that can really prepare you for it until you actually experience it. So yeah, what we're trying to do is revamp our training program and and get these new employees as familiar with the truck and the operations as possible. So when the snow does actually hit and need to be plowed off the roadways, uh, they're confident, they're capable, and they're going to do as best a job as possible on, on getting all the roads clean here in town. So uh, it might be strange, but for those last couple of weeks, we've had some guys um, running down some of our major roads, running our, our major road routes. Um, so you might have seen some of the plow trucks running in, um, we, we call it an echelon. So four of them kind of staggered, stacked up behind each other, running down Westnidge or uh, Center Street or Millam. Um, they're learning their routes. So again, when that snow does fly, they're kind of familiar with some of the obstacles that are out there and uh, where they've got to turn and what it's like to drive in traffic because I can tell you from my experience, um, the having to get called in and plow snow on Westnidge between Thanksgiving and Christmas 
is one of the most frustrating, difficult things you've ever had to do right. because the traffic is so heavy and, you know, everybody's trying to get to where they're going for Christmas shopping or lunch or whatever. And, you know, at 3.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, it might take us, uh, you know, five minutes to get from Center to Kilgore. Um, but on a Saturday between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it'll take us 45 minutes. So uh, we're just trying to... to prepare all of our people as best as possible with learning these routes and understanding what, what the job duties are and how it is expected that it's going to be performed. So uh, we offer a quality service when the time comes. Awesome. Well, we appreciate that. So yeah, if you see some snow plows going down the road, it's not for the flurries that we've been having. <laughs> no, we, actually... <laughs> we have not put any salt down yet. We have not put a blade on the, on the roads yet because we do monitor all of those conditions. Um, we have uh, some uh, some new technology that we're utilizing. It's called RWIS. It's Road Weather Information Systems. So we've strategically placed a couple of cameras all throughout town that uh, also have some infrared sensors that will monitor the wind temperature, the wind speed, the road pavement temperature, while also uh, being able to display a, a photograph of what the road looks like at the, any given time. So we can pull that up on our computer in the office or on our phone if it's a weekend or evening and you know see what those road conditions are. And, and if the forecast is calling for maybe a couple of inches of snow or whatever, we're at least anticipating and, and um, preparing ourselves for if we do need to get out there and do it. We haven't had to yet. Luckily, we're not right. up there on the lakeshore or right. uh, near Muskegon area. Like <laughs> right. they, I heard they got 11 inches, I think, uh, yesterday or something along those lines. But uh, we're, we're definitely looking looking at that and getting ready for it. Okay, great. Now, speaking of technology, um, we also have um, some type of GPS tracking system and software working here at the City of Portage. And I didn't know if you wanted to touch base on that a little bit and, and um, tell us how that works. Certainly. So yeah, all of our, all of our public works vehicles, we have equipped with uh, GPS systems and it's not like you or I might have in our car that's going to get us from point A to point B, giving us turn by turn directions necessarily. Um, but it's, it's a method that we have of being able to track and monitor where those vehicles have been. Um, now, as it pertains to like our snowplow vehicles, for example, we've got an upgraded version of that where it not only will tell us where that vehicle has been, but we can also monitor whether the blades were down on that truck, uh, if the sander was on on that truck, what rate the sander was putting down. Um, there's a lot of information that it provides for us. And what we've done is we've integrated that in with the Snow Paths website. So citizens can go on there and see within a certain hour range maybe uh, where the plows have been up to that point. Um, also, it has prioritization of the roads, so they know you know which roads get plowed first, second, third, et cetera. Um, so it's been a really great tool that we've had for several years now, and we're continuing to evolve with that and develop that. Um, the technology is great, and it gives us a lot. Again, the more information we have, the better job we can do. And we're actually looking at moving it to the next level within the next year or two here where we're, we are actually utilizing it like you or I might use the GPS on our phones where we plug in our snowplow routes and it does give us a turn by turn and opt what they call it route optimization where it will actually split the city up into 
different pieces and say, okay, it makes sense. I think a lot of the UPS trucks and mm-hmm. even like the school school buses have this technology. You know, it's the most efficient route to take by turning here, turning there, et cetera. So we're, we're looking at integrating that in to the trucks in the next couple of years as well for, for efficiency purposes. So, you know, we're not uh, burning as much fuel unnecessarily, but also, you know, we if everybody's going to be happy if we've got their neighborhood or their roads plowed a little bit sooner because we're optimizing the, the routes that we're taking. So it's it's really um, some great technology that we're using, and uh, it's it's ever evolving, and it just keeps adding more and more value to to what we can do with our equipment. Yeah, and I think that there uh, might be an article in the Porsche coming up on the the Snowpass system and how people can access it um, from their mobile devices and their desktops to um, see where you guys have been. Now, it won't give you a road condition forecast, right? It's just going to tell you where they've been. That's that's correct. Yeah, it won't it won't give a road condition forecast. And there is actually a little bit of lag time between when the trucks have actually been there and when it reports to the website that the public facing website. Um, we do that for a couple of reasons. Um, one, you know, we don't want somebody to anticipate our truck is coming and um, the, the weather conditions change and we have to maybe reassign the truck and then they get upset because, you know, we didn't plow their road right. when they thought we were going to. Um, because that, again, that as much as we'd like to follow a, a given route or uh, routine, the weather conditions dictate everything. So if we've, again, I'll use Westnage as an example, if we've cleared Westnage and we go into the local neighborhoods and we're plowing them, but within a couple of hours of doing that, several more inches of snowfall, well, we've got to break back off of that and go back onto those major roads, again, to make sure that the um, motoring public is able to get to and from work and school and whatever it might be. Um, so with limited resources, those are just some of the decisions that we have to make. And again, we utilize that tool for that. And uh, again, I think it's, it's, it's a nice tool for the residents to have where they can you know, wake up in the morning and kind of click on the Snowpaths website and say, oh, well, yeah, it looks like Center Street's been cleared all the way to 131 and West Ninja's cleared to 94. So, you know, the neighborhood hasn't been hit just yet, but as long as I can get from the neighborhood to those main roads, right, then we, right. should be, we should be in good shape to get where we need to go. Cool. Perfect. There's also quite a bit of work that goes on prepping and maintaining the plows and the salters. Um, what normally goes on behind the scenes? So actually, yeah, the preparation begins as soon as the weather last year ended. So what happens after, you know, the last snow falls or what we think is last snow anyways, um, we go through all of the trucks and start taking notes on maybe some of the items that need to be repaired, fixed, ordered for that next season. So again, um, when I talked about leaf pickup, I said we've got to be at least a season ahead. For snow plowing, we're technically about three seasons ahead of the game when we're starting looking at that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, you know, and these trucks that we're talking about also aren't used for just snow plowing because they're used 12 months out of the year. Uh, coming into spring, you know, we have our uh, spring leaf pickup that we do. We have our uh, brush collection that we do four times a year that we use these trucks for. And then we also have the spring cleanup program that a lot of times we'll use these trucks for. So these trucks aren't just the one, they don't sit in the garage for eight months out of the year and only get used for the four months that it snows they're used year round for all these different pickup programs as well as other construction activities that the uh, public works department's doing so as it pertains though to snow plowing yeah when we're done with them 
and I'll say March, March, April, whenever that ends up being, you know, we go through each one of the trucks and we make sure that um, there's any damage or there's any problems with the truck is noted. And a lot of the times some of these parts are months and months out. So we're, we're making notes of that stuff. We're getting parts ordered way back when in order to have them or when we actually need them, I'll say right now or this time of year in the fall for the trucks to go out. So it's it's a constant uh, maintenance item that we're doing on all these trucks, getting them prepped, ready to go, parts ordered, things in stock, um, so that, again, when they're needed for that primary duty of snow plowing, um, we can put them out. We do also take, um, so we have 15 trucks in total. So we have nine what we call tandem trucks. So that's where they have two wheels in the back that, that drive them. Okay. And then we have six what we call single axle trucks. And all of those trucks have the wings on them. Um, so we have 15 trucks that have wings on them. And for the purpose of all those other activities with programs that I discussed, uh, we do take the wings off of them for the summertime. And then we also have to take all the sanders out of them. And again, we're inspecting those. Um, a lot of times they'll have to go get uh, painted or uh, things need to be repaired on them, things of that nature. So those are accessories that we take off of them after snowplow season. We're working on those, revamping the truck to get it ready for those collection programs. And then this is just a big cycle that we go through year after year. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's you don't really realize that unless you sit down and have a conversation with you, like yeah. how much effort you guys and how much things are going on. And then on top of that, you're looking after all the city vehicles and then if there's any recalls and updates and things that you guys have to do the city vehicles mm -hmm. um you've got that and then the leaf pickup equipment and the snowplow preparation so a lot going on in um, public works yes there's there's always a lot going on that's for sure and like i said we're, we're always trying to stay one step ahead of, of where we're, we know where that we're going so it's uh there's a lot of balancing and there's a lot of compromising and, and trying to figure things out. So we're professional problem solvers, that's for sure. That's awesome. Now, in addition to um, prepping and maintaining the fleet vehicles, you kind of oversee the facilities as well. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you do for our city facilities to help prep and maintain them in fall and winter or even as spring comes into season as well? Yeah, it's it's not nearly as labor intensive, I will say, for the building side of things. Um, you know, as, as the seasons change, we have to do things like turn the irrigation off and make sure that we blow all the water out of the irrigation systems. Um, you know, everybody loves the fountain that's in front of City Hall here. We have to take that down so it doesn't freeze and, and get all the lines uh, cleared out of that. Um, but we're also doing inspections of all the, the buildings and making sure that, like, the HVAC system is ready to go. You know, you, you do that transition where you're running AC. I think we were probably just doing it a couple of weeks ago. Right, and right. Here we are now running the, the heaters. Um, but, you know, we're checking, making sure that um, the HVAC systems are, are good to go. The heaters are all working like they're supposed to. Um, you know, we've got a couple of our maintenance guys that they're checking gutters on the buildings and making sure that they're clear of leaves and debris. So when the rain or snow or whatever's coming is um, not flooding over the, the gutters and stuff like that. Um making sure that, uh, you know, insulation's good in all the buildings and the, the weather seals on the doors and the windows. And wow, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of it's inspection type stuff. There isn't, I mean, I could say that there's a lot of um, actual 
repairs that need to be done necessarily, but we're just making sure that they we are ready for that next season and the buildings are, are good for not only the employees that are working in them, but then you know, also the public that is visiting them or might be going to them for uh, some of the business that they have to carry out. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for that and doing all that. And Now, um, last time you were here, we had a very popular podcast about the green technologies and the sustainability efforts for the city. And uh, before we go, do you have any updates on existing programs or new projects to discuss? Um, I, you know, I forget everything we talked about in that podcast, but I know that a couple of the items we talked about were, uh, you know, we were looking at putting a new roof here on City Hall. Yes. And also solar panels. Um, we're putting together bid specifications for that. We're getting some vendors lined up to help us with those projects. So those those are continuing to move forward. Um, we, I also discussed we were really fortunate to have done um, a complete conversion of lights here at City Hall over to the LEDs. So, you know, that, that's kind of a completed project. But as I just mentioned, you know, um, as we transition from the heating and cooling to the heating, I'm sorry, from the cooling season to the heating season, um, you know, we want to make sure everybody's comfortable in our offices. Right. And one of the upgrades that we made here was for the HVAC controls here at City Hall and at our police department. And it's just ensuring that those are running what we call optimized run times. So there's no point to heat the building, you know, to 70 degrees, I'll say, uh, in the middle of the night when nobody's here. Right. So, you know, we have controls in place now that electronically will know when the building is occupied and will kind of turn things down, let the temperatures fall a little bit overnight. And then it actually, there's algorithms that it learns, okay, now it's getting occupied again around 6.45, 7 o'clock in the morning. So it starts bringing the temperatures up. And uh, it, it's a pretty neat system that, like I said, learns and kind of understands the use of the building. And um, it's helped a lot with our electricity and our heating and cooling costs as far as, again, if we're looking at a sustainability standpoint, how much natural gas that we're burning, how much electricity that we're using. So... Um, and we're continuing to, you know, see how those technologies will fit into some of the other buildings and if there's ways that we can implement those and, and uh, install those in some of the other buildings. I think we're doing a pretty good job, but there's always room for improvement and we're always looking for those improvements. So. Cool. All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we go? I, I think we've covered it. Uh, you know, I'll just... Uh, mention you know please be patient with us i know the leaves have come down and we're trying our very best to get them all picked up as quickly as possible we will pick them up um barring a blizzard right, <laughs> or a right. huge snowstorm where you know <laughs> that's what a lot of other people don't maybe realize as well is it's the same guys so the same guys that are out there picking up the leaves are the ones that have to jump in that snowplow truck and go plow the roads so I wish we had, you know, an unlimited number of staff members that we could just have everything done at once. But uh, it's the same group of guys, and we're uh, we're limited on those guys. We are still open. I think we still have three open positions. So if anybody out there is looking for possibly a career in public works or, or doing a, a change in career, uh, look us up. See if it's maybe a good fit for you. We'd love to interview you and, and see if you'd be a good fit for our, for our team. Uh, we still got three of those positions open, so... Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for everything that you and your department do for the city and the residents. Now to find out more information on the leaf pickup program or the snow removal program, you can visit our website 
at portagemi.gov. Um, as mentioned, the Portager newsletter will also have um, articles and information on those programs as well. And then if you happen to have a podcast idea, just send us an email at publicinformation at portagemi.gov. Mm -hmm.